Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Purcell. And I'm Andrew Schrader. Oh, bum, 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 bum. So, Andrew Schrader, our first co-guest host. What? Guest co-host? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Our first guest co-host. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of our listeners have listened to a bunch of our episodes, but I know that some of the more recent people have not dipped into like the pre hundreds, basically, because um, we have a lot of episodes. Um, so yeah, they probably haven't listened to your episode back in episode twenty, where you uh, you were the very very first guest on the show that we ever had. Really? Wow. I, I think so, right? Cool. Weren't you? Wasn't wasn't that the deal? I, I believe so. I don't I don't quite remember. I mean, it, it was a while ago, but that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that was. I think you were like one, and then I think Colin Levy was two. I believe, um, but I don't quite remember. But I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, and then you came on a couple other times. Um, I don't think do we do we guest co-host together another time, or did you just come on another time after that? And talk story. No, I think I came on about a year ago. Okay. okay. But not not as a guest co-host. I just as an, a, a guest again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just for everybody, you know, who who doesn't know you, and, and I guess even for... Because I don't even know how, like, deep we've gotten into, like, you know, how you began in filmmaking and... You know all the things that you've done and all that. So um, let's let's just do a quick like deep dive into your background, like just because you know everyone knows me from you know a bunch of episodes of the show. But you know, I feel like we should like. I mean, obviously not go that deep. We're not gonna spend a whole episode talking about this, but but I think you know it started when I was two, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but yeah, how did you get started in filmmaking? Were you one of these people who was like making movies when they were eight or nine or ten, like using you know your 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 parents' video camera, or you know how how did this all begin for you? I mean, I, th- I think it started. Um, we were making like jackass style videos when I was like fourteen or fifteen. I think we were watching a lot of skate videos and stuff, so we were making stuff like that. But um, you know, I, I knew from about 15 that I wanted to be making movies probably sooner. I think I watched Evil Dead 2 when I was 11, 10 or 11 with a buddy. That movie like did something to me and it was like, oh, I'm going to make movies now. But it wasn't until I was probably 15 or 16 that I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do with my life. So, and it, I was filming stuff, but mostly I, I wasn't that good as, as like a director. I saw that there were people who were even back then who were like better than me. So really what drew me in was writing. And I figured if I could write, you know, that's the way I could have like a a game up on other people at the time. So uh, I actually, I I quit playing baseball. I played baseball till I was 18, but when I was like 16, I quit for a year and, and just wrote, um, wrote a couple scripts. So even when you were 16, you were already like, ah, I can see my friend, you know, so-and-so is better director than I am. Uh, I'm going to just write. <laughs> well, I think it was like, um, yeah, a little bit like th- there was some of that. And I think looking back now, I mean, I didn't really need to like make that comparison cause I was still making stuff. Um, I was still making movies, but I just thought that if I focused more on writing, um, which I really, enjoyed a lot there's like a big joy with directing and i love making stuff but day to day um 
like I'm definitely a writer. So I just focused on that. So did you have like a, a group of friends and like one of you guys had a camera or did you have your own camera that you got to, to play with or like, I mean, cause like when I was 16, right. Or, or around that age, or I guess starting at 12, I had a group of, there was a group of friends at my school who all made movies. Cause like one of the kids had a camera or whatever. But when I was um, in grade school, like seventh, eighth grade, like I wasn't really that close with those guys. So they were like doing that shit without me, like making their own James Bond movies or whatever. And I like wasn't invited to those those get togethers and filmmaking things or whatever. And then like, I think, gosh, when was it? I think it might have been eighth grade or ninth grade. One of those guys like had me be an extra in one of their movies, you know, that they were making <laughs> together. And like, I came in like was a, you know, it was just background. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, and then in high school, there was a video production class that you were able to get into when you were 16, um, and, or 15 or something like that. I think I can't remember. It was like a ROC something or other, like uh, program, you know? Um, and then I was a little older than I should have been. So my sophomore year, I was able to take the class and then I took it three years and that's how I got to like, you know, do my first video production and got access to cameras and then started making my own stuff. And then those, that, that same guy who was making movies, you know, when he was in seventh or eighth grade, we like kind of became closer by then. And then we started, then, then like I DP'd his next movie basically um, just because, you know, he knew I was into it and, you know, we got, became closer or whatever, you know, um, so that's kind of how it happened for me. But like for you, like what was your situation? Like, did you guys, yeah. How, how, how did this work? I mean, I know you're saying you're making jacks, jackass movies, but was it like from gear that you had at school or was it just gear that you guys had together? Like, how are you making these things? Was there clearly a director? Like how did it all come together? No, I mean, it was kind of like, we just had, I don't know. I mean, I think like back in the day we were filming on like high eight or digital eight or something, filming skate, videos and things like that and then i mean i had other friends who were really making cool stuff i mean they were like i had one friend named gary still friend he would make the coolest skate videos like the coolest amateur videos in town and he was a great editor there's another guy fernando uh he was great and so we ended up doing projects together just because we all really enjoyed it and we liked making stuff so there was some of that and then um I had other friends in school. I was also, yeah, in a film class. Um, so we would, you know, have to make films for projects. And I think I did like two, I did like a music video and uh, like a short film. And, but, but really I was focused on writing. I mean, I, I, and then in, in college things started to shift a little bit, but um, I mean, back, back then it was, it was not very serious. It was just for fun. And, and where did you grow up? I grew up in Pleasant Hill, California, which is like in the East Bay, which, I mean, you're, you're in Oakland. It's about, I don't know, 15 miles, uh, east of you. Right, right. It's like suburb, suburbia, basically. Yeah. Like kind of when I was growing up, it was like a lower middle class neighborhood. Uh, now it's like super nice and that's where everyone goes to like raise a family. It's, you know, there in Walnut Creek and. Right. Conquer. Right, right. Yeah. So, what kind of things were you writing? Um, when I, when I like was that age, and you know, had discovered filmmaking and was doing it, like, what, what, what did we write? We were trying to write our first feature, me and my friend together, when we were like seventeen, and we didn't get very far. But or did we? 
did we write a whole movie? I can't remember. We we I think we wrote it and then we tried to start making it and it didn't work out. But it was all about these two friends who were in high school and then they like somehow had to deal with like I can't remember what it was. It was like some huge epic story and it, and it was all because we had this friend who could do parkour and stuff. And so we were trying to write it all about these guys who were like amazing parkour guys and to like make this parkour feature when we were like in high school and we shot one day and it went so terribly that we were like we're never doing this we're we're stopping (laughs) what's parkour oh you you know parkour like um like wall running and like jumping over cars and oh okay you know jumping off of buildings or from one roof to another roof and stuff like that um yeah that stuff's crazy yeah 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 anyway so so that's what we we were like trying to write that and then i was writing like a matrix like fan film and Oh man, what other stuff I I wrote? Oh, I wrote something about like it was kind of like a super bad type thing, you know, like my version of that. That um, like three of us, like we each wrote a thirty minute segment that was gonna like go into like a feature, you know. And so we each had our like little stories that revolved around these guys in high school, basically. Oh, nice. Um, but that was the kind of stuff that I was writing. Like, what 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 were yeah. you writing at that age? I mean, I was, like, obsessed with the Coen brothers in high school. So, I mean, my first couple scripts were, like, neo-noir, weirdo, Big Lebowski, man who wasn't there type stuff. Um, and I was just doing, you know, doing what I could imitate, basically. Um, and it was, like, really weird, violent, and funny, and not good. And, but yeah, I mean, I, I was basically just imitating. I don't think I really wrote an original script till I was like something that like I felt like was kind of my own until college, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, what do you, what do you mean? I mean, like you just felt like they were so such ripoffs of those movies that you loved that they weren't really their own thing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really find a voice until a lot later and these were kind of like, big experiment movie like scripts just to see if I could a write a script like a full feature and then b, you know I, I just was writing what I liked and I think everyone kind of I'm not everyone but most writers I talk to they start out like imitating other people because it's really that, that's all we really know and it takes a long time to like find a find a voice so um, I, I just started started with that yeah i think when i was first started i like did a lot i was a huge quentin tarantino fan um as a high schooler so i would write all the super dialogue heavy like speech heavy stuff right um and then like i I realized that yeah that's just not you know doesn't really necessarily make for the best movie especially when you're not a genius writer (laughs) like like you need to be a quentin tarantino to write a quentin tarantino type movie basically you know, yeah, you got to write an Ulrich movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I and I didn't even know what that meant. You know, at that age, I don't even know if I know what that means now. I'm just trying my best to to write the stories and tell the stories that I'm interested in. You know, um, but I I feel like that just that's something that you find in yourself as you create more. You know. Yeah. Do Do you feel like you eventually found like a voice that you feel like this is like this is my Andrew Schrader. Like this is my voice of who I am as a filmmaker and who is I who I am as an as an artist and a writer. I think it's getting clearer. I mean, I, I try to keep myself pretty open to new things, but yeah, I mean, I noticed I've been doing like these exercises lately, going back through my screenplays and like my books and trying to see like what similarities I find. And there's definitely themes that keep coming up. Um, and you know, I'm def I definitely like. 
ironic and endings I'm finding. Um, and I'm kind of obsessed with like characters who are caught up in systems that don't care about them. That makes sense. Um, characters who are, who are part, who have no control over their lives or like one specific aspect of, of their life. Um, and they don't quite, they don't know how to fit in. I, I know that that's, that's something that comes up over and over again. But I don't know if I quite have, like, my Andrew Schrader style. I think it comes out naturally, it definitely with, like, ironic endings where I'll, like, I know that I take characters up to the end where there might be a catharsis, like in a normal movie where they learn their lesson and, and things are better, where ten, what tends to happen in, like, my short stories specifically is that they get to that point, they realize what they're doing wrong, and they do the wrong thing anyway, and it becomes tragic. And <laughs> right. So that that's something I've noticed, but um, I definitely like I'm I'm just kind of naturally on the weirder side. Um, some have called it like magical realism. Um, I kind of just try to do things differently than I've seen it done before, and sometimes it comes out in, in weird ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back back to your story. So you make you make all this stuff in high school. Then when you went to college, right? Did you go for filmmaking or did you just go? For other reasons, like talk me through that. Yeah, I went to UC Santa Barbara, and I, what I really liked about them was that it wasn't actually production focused. You could take production classes, but at the time, there were very few. Like you could do a sixteen millimeter class, and um, maybe like a couple others. There were there's like one screenwriting course, and really, I went for film theory and analysis and criticism because I really wanted to learn about film history and all these other things that I felt like I couldn't learn on my own because screenwriting and filmmaking, I think like going to somewhere like USC or AFI is great. And you meet like all the people that you will end up working with. I just, there was just something about a, I couldn't get into USC and B um, Santa Barbara was the only school that was so history and theory focused. I was just really interested in it. So I went to college and then all the screenwriting and filmmaking would happen on the side. So Everyone who I met there, uh, we would make stuff together. We would write. I ran a screenwriters group for two, three years, I think. And that was all like extracurricular stuff. Nice. And so did you make um, a bunch of short films in college? I made, I made, let's see, how many short, yeah. I mean, I worked on a ton of stuff. So in different areas, I think I wrote and directed two films in college, maybe but, and uh, yeah, I was focused mostly on screenwriting because I was running the screenwriters co-op and um, putting on events where we'd bring in screenwriters from Hollywood, um, met some really cool people. So I was focused mostly on writing, but there was also, yeah, a lot of a lot of random things. I mean, I'd have to like dig up the the archives a little bit, but a lot of web stuff. Before web series were really a thing, we were making uh, little web shorts um, just because they were simple. Um, a lot of like one-off episodes with uh, my writing partner Jordan and I did a did a few things. We were making art films, experimental stuff. We were really like pushing things in different ways. It wasn't really a commercial enterprise. It was mostly like let's try to do something cool and different, and let's just like let's just work on stuff. So we kind of just had a steady stream of short film stuff so this is the first time you mentioned jordan which like you know i know i know you so i know that jordan's your your co-director your co-writer uh your collaborator longtime collaborator 
Um, but is this when you met Jordan? Was it at UC Santa Barbara? Yeah, I think we were freshmen, and he like won this little screenwriting competition. And I was like, oh, who's this guy who won this thing? And and we, he showed. I read his script, and I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever read. Like, this is totally bizarre. Um, and um, so we just started hanging out. I think he produced a film that my buddy Zach directed that I I acted in. And I think I maybe was the AD on it, too, because we would just all kind of work on each other's stuff. And then um, Jordan was making, like, these weird experimental films. He made this, like, I think our junior year, he made a 16-millimeter silent film set to live music that played at this giant festival that the school does every year. And I was like watching it and I just like started crying. Cause I was like, this is the coolest thing I've anyone at this school's ever done. So I was putting together a house of people to live. Um, I was living at this place that everyone was moving out from, but it was really cool. Like could turn it into like an artist, filmmaker, musician, co-op uh, house. And so I was sort of picking people who I was like, Oh, this would be cool to live with this guy. And, and so right after I went up to Jordan, I was like, hey, man, you got to come live in this house with me. <laughs> and and uh, and so we, we started, um, I think there were six of us, and we were all in some way in film or, or music and um, just living together and making stuff. And that, that's how we started working together. Eventually, when it was time to graduate, we had been, we, we had made a, like half of a short film this zombie, this really cool zombie short that we never got to finish because we ran ran out of funds. We were graduating. We decided to put the money towards our a feature film. So he and I had plans to like move to the East Coast and 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 study like method acting. I don't know why, but we were both like, "Hey, let's like act. Like let's like let's push ourselves. Let's do something weird and let's make a movie in like a room and just try to like move to some random town and and study acting and like we'll make some crazy weird movie." Um, and we started writing uh, the script for what later became The Age of Reason, which is our second feature. Um, but that was our plan. Uh, or that, that's what, that was one plan. The other option was that I was going to go to grad school at Chapman for screenwriting, which I was accepted to. And I was that was like one completely legitimate option. But then one day... But I went through a, like a horrible breakup and and was really kind of questioning my you know what I wanted to do with my life after college and um and one day he just like walks in the room and he goes hey man like I think we should make a feature film like we keep talking about like all this other stuff I think we should just like raise the money and make a feature film about like Satanists in the woods and we'll film it all with flashlights and I said yep that's it okay cool and that and then we I moved out we graduated I think I moved down to San Diego with him and slept for three days. And then we started writing our first feature. So. Wow. And, and so this long answer. Yeah, no, no, that's awesome. But I mean, so that zombie short film, was that the first thing that you guys co-directed together that you guys didn't finish? Um, probably the first co-directing thing. Yeah. So like, how did you guys decide that you wanted to, to collaborate in this way and just become co-directors, especially since you had directed stuff and he had directed stuff of his own, like, what made you guys decide, like, hey, like, we should be a team. Like, let's do this together. Well, I think that that's just how we had been operating with all our friends for a long time. We all had different projects with different people. And we'd all work on each other's stuff in varying capacities. And it wasn't like an ego thing. It was just, we like to make stuff. And if we don't make stuff, 
we get crazy. So, you know, let's just do it together. And I think what happened with me and Jordan is just that we really liked each other and we, we thought that each other probably brought different things to a project. So I don't think there was like any grand plan. It was just the the tricky part with, with this stuff, especially coming out of college, is that the people who really want to make movies um, at one point, they all drop off. So there was just no one else who wanted to go the distance except for you know, us too, I felt like, because everyone else who said that they wanted to, uh, like graduated and and got jobs in the industry and was like, I can't make movies or I don't want to, or, you know, it's just natural. It just naturally happens. But I think we were both really holding on to the idea of being filmmakers and we didn't want to let it go. And and really we were the only ones who would go the distance. So that's interesting. So you just kind of, because of your in matching passion for it and your interest in just going out and, and making movies like you guys just naturally became co-directors. Well, yeah, part of it. And the other part of it is that Jordan was just, I mean, he's just so good that he's better than me in so many ways that it just seemed like, you know, we'd, we'd make a really good team. Like there's just different things that we both bring to the table and it's like fun to work with them. So, and that that's like the biggest thing. Like I don't really want to make, I don't want to spend all this time making stuff if it's not going to be fun um, because that's really what drew me to making movies in the first place. It's like the most fun thing in the world. It's just nothing better. So I don't want to work with people who aren't having fun with it. Um, and Jordan and I would have fun and we'd build our own sets and we'd, he's like extremely creative and hands-on and he can build props and sets and make things work and build robotic. You know, I think he like built a, I don't know if he built it, but we he was like trying for like uh, robotic dollies and stuff back in, you know, when we were in college. And oh, wow. He was making these giant art installations and it was just, he's so like visually good and he's an artist. So I, I just really liked him and his work. And, and honestly, he was making the, the best stuff in all of college. I thought that, you know, I don't think he really got the the quote unquote credit that he deserved. I think that I just really admired what he was doing and he really understands the camera and how to tell a story visually that, you know, I, I really respect. So do you feel like you'll always want to work with a co-director or is it more about like just you and Jordan as like a team is, is what makes the most sense. It's not necessarily that you always like, like you have like this need for a co-director of any kind. It's more like, it's just you and Jordan is that because that's what I'm hearing basically is that you guys together are just like the the perfect fit yeah I mean it depends on the project too I think as we've gotten older we're like you know we both have to make money so we can't work with each other on everything and I think that's good I think it's it's good to have our own stuff as well and it just depends on the the project and what we're doing so if if you know we bring each other in on on other projects like I have this project with a script right now with a producer and I wanted Jordan to come in and, and co-write it with me. So, um, you know, I'll bring him in or like, he'll bring me in on these pitches for these horror shorts that we're doing with this, uh, other co-directing team. And so it just depends on the thing. I mean, we work on lots of stuff alone. I don't know if I would exclusively work with co-directors. I don't think it's always a good fit. You really have to, there's gotta be like a lot of trust and also, you know, I, I like directing alone too, because it, it gets me better at certain things. And sometimes you, you just can't progress if you're always working with somebody. It just depends. You know, you really, sometimes you just have to go things alone, but, um, I, I'm not like opposed to working with people at all. I, I really like it. And I, I love like pitching ideas with people and 
trying different things. I think that spirit of like high school and college, it's still what draws me to, uh, to filmmaking. Yeah, totally. It's interesting. Cause like when I was making stuff, even, even like in the early days in college and, and well, first in high school, I don't think I really thought about it much, but then when like, it was like, Oh, I was in college and I was like studying to be a filmmaker and I wanted to be a director and, and all this stuff. Then it was like, okay, like when we would me and my friends would make something, it was like, okay, let's clearly like talk about who's doing what role, you know? Um, and then like we made a few shorts as a team, me and my friend who's now an architect, but, uh, you know, we were like, okay, well, I wrote this one, so I'm going to direct this one. And then when you write this one, then you'll direct that one, you know? And I don't think we really made that many together. We made like probably two, but the last one we did, uh, my friend ended up directing and editing it, you know, and I starred in it, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, uh, and then it wasn't till later when it was like, okay, like, yes, like I want to be a director, like, and, and it just felt like a very singular thing. And it was like, I, I took a lot of this weight on as like, this needs to be my project, you know? Um, and, and I, I think it took me a while to really realize, like, you know, I, I always knew that it was a collaborative thing, like making a movie that was like a team effort, but I think I kind of bought into the whole like auteur, uh, you know, sort of philosophy that, that there that's out there. And especially I feel like that you get sold a little bit, um, you know, in film school, you know, um, from certain types of classes. Yeah. And, uh, and I kind of just like broke, broke out of that a little bit and was like, yeah, no, it's not an auteur thing. Like, you know, it's, it's a team effort. Like if, you know, if you don't have a great cinematographer or a great art director or a great producer, like you're not going to be able to, you know, just make the best amazing, you know, art like movie in the world, you know, like Clint Eastwood has an amazing team, like Martin Scorsese, they have an amazing team, you know, like Quentin Tarantino even has amazing collaborators, you know, it's not, it's not all one person. And, uh, I think, you know, like I, I, I accepted that, but it was like, yeah, I still think I, I just had this, this kind of the traditional sense of like, yeah, you have one director and that's just the way it is. And I think I tried, collaborating with people you know more in that way and i just think it really needs to be the right person for me like if you're gonna if you're gonna collaborate that closely just because it gets really you know it gets really intense sometimes i mean and it is fun too but you really have to be on the same page you know yeah and and i mean that's you're, you're right it's like super it's really tough to find the the right person i mean part of why i think jordan and i have worked so well together and I mean, we've definitely had our like tense moments and definitely disagree on things, but you know, we're really, I know that for our first two movies, we were really trying for something different that we hadn't seen before and really kind of trying to push the film and camera and all the elements in different ways than we'd seen in, I guess, quote unquote, normal movies. So we really needed each other's input and we really like, needed to double check what we were doing because it's really easy to get off course and make something completely bizarre that no one can understand. And we need to make sure that things are tracking. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Cause I, that, that one guy I mentioned, my, my friend who's now the architect Perry, who used to listen to the show. Don't know if he still does. Yeah. He was like the one person I really felt like this amazing collaboration with that. Like it, it worked. Like if he had an idea, like I would be into it and I had an idea, like he would be into it. And we just like really worked well together in that way. 
Um, but I haven't really come across anybody who I really collaborate that well with since. I mean, I've, I've collaborated with people and co-wrote things and, you know, co-produced things and, and all that. And it's worked out well. But there was just like, you know, like the thing I see with you and, and, and Jordan, it's like that's kind of what I was feeling with my friend Perry. And I was kind of like pushing him to like stay in film for a long time. And then, you know, his heart was in architecture and he got into Yale and whatever. He's fancy now. So he he, he made the right choice is what I'm saying. But I, I kind of wish he had like decided to just do film instead. But yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. So I want to move on to uh, the writing process because you know, you're deep into writing. It's funny that you said like when you were in high school that you focused on writing. Cause I feel like ever since I've known you, you, you've been writing just like so much, you know, like that's just, you know, not only what you do for your day job, but um, you know, it's like you just, you've been writing books, you've been writing, you know, screenplays, like you just focus on, on, on the writing. So I wanted to talk to you about um, yeah. How you approach, how you approach writing. Like, do you, have a certain type of day every time of day every day that you write or is it more like you know whenever the inspiration strikes like how do, how does it work for you yeah it's funny i don't really know i mean i i work i mean I, i'm pretty lucky right now so i only work my job job my money job 3 days a week so and from home which is great so i can structure other writing time around that and so i, I definitely make sure that like i take care of my writing my my money writing job, my copywriting job, um, first, because I need that money to, you know, fund my life. And then also uh, (laughs) to have money, you know, to have like the time to do other stuff. So, but I, I don't have, to be honest, like, I make sure that I'm always, I try to stay as inspired as I can all the time. So, you know, typically, on my off days, I will go to the coffee shop and write longhand in the morning for the first couple hours, starting at around like 7 a.m. That's been my schedule lately. I'll get to the coffee shop when it opens at 7, I'll stay like kind of write until 9. And I kind of give myself that time to journal or work on a short story or try to like plot out ideas for a script. Um, that's sort of like free ideation time. Then I usually come back maybe clean up, eat some food, get down to writing, writing. I don't have like a set word count always. And then I kind of just move about my day in shifts. So I'll I'll do some writing, then I'll do some cleaning and get my place organized or eat some lunch. Then I'll come back and write some more. I'll go maybe work out, come back, read, cook, and and write some more. And I, you know, I, I don't really have a strict schedule, but I still output a lot and I think part of the part you know when I people ask me about writing process and I usually tell them to read more because I find that like reading uh, a lot of writers don't read and that's the only way I know how to like constantly stay inspired and wanting to write is by reading so I can like directly correlate my writing with how much I'm reading is what I've found. So I want to go back to, to writing longhand so yeah. when you're at the cafe and you're writing longhand are you just do you have just like a notepad and a, and a pen and you're just writing ideas down or are you actually writing in script form sometimes or what what does it look like that you're writing longhand yeah i have three different journals for different things so one of them is my journal journal like a normal journal another one is um for 
Uh, actually, I guess there's two for stories and for whatever and, and ideas that come into my head. I'm kind of in the process of organi- like doing like a physical organizational cabinet situation here at my place so that I always have hard copies of everything I'm doing on like index cards. But that's another story. Um, no, I mean, I, I typically just write. I don't write scripts longhand for some reason. It's just easier for me to do it on the computer. Um, but a lot of times I definitely journal longhand and I will write stories or free write ideas longhand instead of on the computer. I just find that it flows better. So like if I'm working on an idea, typically what I do, I think it's called the date. I think a guy named David Morell talks about this where if you have an idea, you just keep asking the question why until you get somewhere. So like if my idea was, let's say, you know, I don't know, Ulrich decides to become an assassin right? I, I don't know. It's a bad example, but I have that. The first question would be like, well, why? And then I'll just start free writing until I come up with a reason why. And it's like, well, maybe he thinks it'll fix some problem in his life or that's just what he's driven to do. Okay, well, why? And you just keep writing why, you know, to every solution you come up with until you get so deep that you're like, oh, okay, I found the the story. And sometimes I'll do that. Um, sometimes I'll try other things. It just depends whatever I'm working on. Um, depends how focused I, I am on a specific goal at the time. Nice. So the, uh, the two, so you, you said you have three notebooks you'd bring to the cafe with you. You've got the journal one and you've got two story ones. Like what's the difference between the two story notebooks that you keep with you? Right now, one of them has a long story that I'm working on. So I don't want to interrupt the, the book with other writing. So I sort of leave that for a longer story. Um, and then the other one is whatever I'm working on at the time. And that can be more like haphazard and, and random and it doesn't really matter what's in there. I'll go back and pull things later, but it's more of like an ideation book or first draft of, of stories that are shorter. So I just typically leave like this one notebook for something really long. So when you get back to uh, your apartment after your cafe, um, you know, outing in the morning, do you read through what you wrote in the morning and then like bring that into some sort of word document? Or do you, do you sometimes not even look at those books that day at all and you're just working on something else? Yeah. I usually just put them aside and, and get to work on whatever like is at hand that I really need to do. I typically like, I don't know, usually after I kind of go to the coffee shop, get stuff out. I'll, I'll have a good idea of what I actually need to get done that day. So I'll work on that. Maybe I'm like editing something. Maybe I'm, yeah, I at some other point in the process where I've got some work to do on, on a specific story. And then at night, you know, after then, so there's basically like three different writing sessions during the day, I'd say. Second one tends to be less creative, it's just sort of pushing things forward. And then at night, I kind of let myself, uh, you know, write first drafts of things. So I'll, I'll write, I don't know, four or five pages a night. So the, um, not every night, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That time at the cafe, are you also like working out like what you need to accomplish in the day? Like, are you using that time for planning and, and working out your, your goals for the day? Or does that just kind of come out naturally from, from that morning session while you're, you're, you're writing longhand. Well, as far as goals for the day, I actually do that before I leave. So like I wake up at typically at six and gotten this thing the last few years. So I'll, I'll meditate and then I'll come when I'm done meditating, I'll figure out exactly what I need to do for the day. 
and then I'll go to the coffee shop with something specific that I want to work through or work on or just journal. So it's not like, you know, it's not completely random. I mean, I already know before I go what, what, what the day is going to look like. I mean, typically I'll work it out the day before too. Okay. So you're, you're more methodical in a way, like even the night before you, you go to bed, you'll like write out a list of like, okay, I want to work on this project, this project and get this part of this project done. And then in the morning, if you don't have that list, you'll, you'll write that list or go over that list and then go to the cafe and then have your like your 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 longhand time where you can just sort of let your your brain farts get out. Is that is that what you're doing basically? Like you're just writing longhand to like just get things out of you that so you can like focus for the rest of the day or kind of yeah. I mean my mind is the most. I mean you're just when you're waking up, um, your like subconscious is still working and it's a good time to just get stuff out. So if I need to go journal. Um, that's always a good time or yeah, work on a specific idea again, a good time or write a first draft. I mean, I've written like many first drafts of stories during that time. And sometimes I just leave the, the day, the time free or like I have an ideas log in my phone on like the notes app for iPhone and that syncs, you know, with my computer so that, and I just keep anything that comes into my head. That's like, I think sounds cool, like a noun or a verb or a word or an idea, I keep that in there. So if I want to go to the coffee shop and be like, okay, like today I'm just going to pick something from my phone that resonates and just start writing. And that's how a lot of stories come out. Awesome. And then how often do you feel like you go back to those notebooks um, during your writing process? Is that just like something that happens every once in a while? Or is it more like, oh, I wrote something down like last week that I really, that's really interesting. Let me find it. Like, is that how it works? Or like, when do you go back to those books? Um, Just depends. You know, sometimes I'm like working through something specific. So I know that like in the afternoon, I need to get it into the computer. Or I know that it's just something I'm working on that I'll have to go back to. And sometimes I do forget about things. Like I forgot that I wrote this story last week that's in my notebook that I should probably like get into Google Docs for the next book if I if I see if I want to use it. Uh, so yeah, it just depends. I mean, yeah, I sometimes forget about things, but more often than not, it's like for a specific purpose. So I remember that it's there. So do you have like multiple projects that you're working on as a writer right now? And like, like, you know, I, I have like the short stories from my, your next anthology book and you have like a feature and you have a novel and you have like certain things that you're, you're focusing on or do sort of things come out organically from this process. Like you'll, you'll, you'll longhand write in the morning one day and then you'll realize, Oh, this is a great idea for, uh, a feature film like you know like that's what that could be and then like you categorize that or or is it more focused than just like random things coming out you know it's it's actually both so it i'm again i'm like in this process right now of really starting to categorize and define certain ideas because i always have different projects going on at different times or at the, you know concurrently because I don't want to be married to anyone. I don't want to put any one project on a pedestal. And especially like in Hollywood or anywhere, you know, projects fall through, things change. So I don't want to like what I used to do with feature when I was making feature films exclusively, like that was the only thing I was working on. And it would just be like this mythical beast. And so I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And so I have a, Ideas are kind of cheap. Like I've got lots of them, but they're not all right for movies. They're not all right for 
web series or show, maybe they're just like a poem or maybe it's a short story. And so I want to, you know, make sure that the right ideas fit for each piece. And so like for right now, you know, I'm going to be publishing my third anthology of short stories next year. So that has to go to the editor pretty soon. So um, I'm working on that. Just finished the treatment for a feature based on um, a short novel that I wrote in the first book. So there's that. There's, oh God, I'm trying to even think. There, There's a bunch of stuff. I've been doing like music videos with this band. So I think we hope, I mean, we might be able to shoot next month, but I'm going to be like, I co-wrote it with band member and then we're going to co-direct that. We've got The Age of Reason. Um, I don't know if I've told you this, but it's going to be coming out by the end of the year. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, we actually got dis- – did I tell you we got distribution? Yeah, yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah, I can't say who yet because the papers aren't signed. But So we've got we've got that coming out. But, but that doesn't require any writing from you because that's already done, right? Like that's something that you're working yeah, on. Yeah, but there is like – what I mean is that there's uh, different stuff in different phases and it's all just sort of like on a continuous – loop so oh right yeah which is great you know i i like having things in different parts of the the process so and then you know but now i'm i'm trying to figure out where to pull back on certain things because i need to i would really like to write a spec pilot or two and really dedicate myself to getting uh, a career like in a writer's room like i really want to write for a series so nice i'm going to kind of start to reevaluate I'm kind of in the process of reevaluating where I'm putting all my time and what I can cut, what I can reshape, just basically so that I want to make that like the top priority. So, but then Jordan and I have got stuff in so many different phases, <laughs> got features and stuff to pitch. And so it's, you know, I don't know if it's about getting staffed or just getting an agent and trying to get stuff made, but definitely moving more into the industry world than I've have before let's put it that way yeah and i just for people who who don't know like you you moved to los angeles about a year ago right yeah about a year year and a half ago yeah yeah and, and before you were living like in the in the bay area um you know and kind of doing similar things right like you were doing the copy editing and then you were still focusing a lot on your writing you wrote your first your first uh series of short stories from here right in the bay area yeah yeah i was spending a lot of time just focusing on focusing on writing and and getting better yeah yeah so I have a bunch of questions about this, but I guess the one that's on the top of my mind is, you know, over your career, like what, what has your output been? Like, like how many features have you written? Like how many like projects do you have like in your, you know, your, your portfolio that you could pull back on? Like what, what has your output been since college? I guess and and things that you would consider that like aren't just test scripts that are like actual scripts that you're proud of. Ooh. You know, usually I write something and I hate it. So I don't like there's not too much that I, I really love. I mean, there's stuff where I'm like, all right, well, you know, this is as good as it's gonna get right now and you know, we'll move on, do something else. I mean, I guess that's college. If I had to do like rough numbers, we've co I've directed co directed and wrote two feature films and probably five or six, at least five or six scripts. I mean, it's got to be more than that. I'm just looking up at this board on my wall. It's got some projects on it, and there's five or six up there. 
There's also a number of short films, uh, a ton of treatments, I guess three books, and, um, you know, I also write for a living, so I a ton of copywriting, if you want to count that, right, which right. has actually been a great boost to everything else. Copywriting has actually been, like, the greatest greatest help for writing in general. It's really good. Well, it, mu- it must also, like, you know, help you get over any kind of writer's block thing, because when you're paid to do it and you have to you have to turn in your your work every week or every day or whatever it's like you know there, there's no time for writer's block right because because you, if you'll get fired if if you do right <laughs> yeah yeah you 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 won't won't uh go well so yeah you have to do it and you can't be a perfectionist either like you do the best you can you turn it in it gets it's going to be rewritten 10 times because you're going to get notes from different departments and i, I write for the uh tech industry or i wrote for the tech industry for a long time now i'm sort of like in bio the bio field so um you just you get a ton of notes and you can't be precious about anything and i think that's you just have to be short effective and do your best and then and you take that into your into your writing that you do for your your creative writing yeah so much of copywriting when you're especially when you're doing like web pages or you know, I specialize in kind of an email copywriting, email marketing. So you only have th- the same principles apply, I think, to short stories um, as they do to copywriting. It's like you you want to get it, you want to hook them, get in quick, do it in as few words as possible, and just keep things really strong. And there are just you know certain techniques to copywriting that I think are pretty interesting if you want to apply them somewhere else. Nice. And then back to the the spec script idea. Um, when you say pilot spec, are you are you thinking about like an original pilot for a show? Is that what you're you're thinking about? Because I don't know. We were talking to um, Katie Johnson, who I, who's going to be our first guest in our next episode. Um, you know that we that we're doing together in our in our test episodes or guest episodes, whatever we want to call these. Um, but what what kind of like. Would you ever write like a spec episode of like let's say um I don't know what's a popular show on that right now like Game of Thrones or I don't know that's probably a bad example but like something like uh, Better Call Saul or something like would that be a way into a writer's room these days like that like it used to be or is it more like just spec original content that you think could be like a, like a thirty minute show or an hour long show? Yeah, I think it's more of that sort of thing. I'm not sure how many people are really writing spec episodes of current shows, but I think that anything that shows your writing ability is good. And so, kind of what I'm going for is not to get a show made. But I need to show that I can at least write some, you know, I can write something that's original and base and and hits all the the notes that people would be looking for. So I'm more using it as a sample. I'm not really looking for something that can get made per se. We have those kind of projects. Jordan and I have worked on many different, you know, show ideas, web series, things like that. I just don't think that, you know. With his experience now, it's more possible for us to get a show. I think a series, just because he's he has a he's been developing a show with Nickelodeon for a long time. He's on the show at Cartoon Network, and I think now something like that's more possible. But you know, also I need to keep things moving for myself for a career. So I really need to, if if I'd like to be in a writer's room, I need to do more TV writing. And most of what I have at at this moment that would fit that are sort of like standalone episodes 
similar to something like Black Mirror because that's what I write for short stories. So I'd like to do something that's a little more um, general. That's just that's just good drama, and just to see if I can do it too. And and you so you haven't written written this pilot spec yet? Uh, no, I not not what I'm not this what I'm talking about now. Uh, no, now, okay. no, but other stuff, yeah. And would you do this on your own, like, or would you co-write this with Jordan? These, these things. Uh, well, what I'm talking about specifically right now is just something that I would do on my own. But Jordan and I have lots of other other things, yeah, projects and and specs. Um, we were just out, you know, talking about one the other day that I think is pretty cool that would show up. It would show like our writing ability and be something that's that's interesting i think and you know it's funny just to bring up katie again like she was um on the show shooter with uh, a co-writer you know as a as a as a writing team is is that something that you guys are interested in doing together or is it like this whole idea of getting into a writer's room would be more as you just as a solo writer uh either you know it just depends on the project i think I think it just depends on the right fit the right project you know i'm not i'm not dying to do something solo it just depends like um there are projects that jordan might bring me on in the future if it's possible that i can like really help out with you know i want to be able to like come into a a room with something to to offer so i i mean either way is is fine um but you you know you also need to like make sure i need to make sure that i don't really don't want to do copywriting anymore Uh, I, i think it's been great but i'd like to move into something else so I can't just, you know, rely on, on Jordan or something to like get me in there. I need to do my own thing as well because I don't, you know, you just never know what opportunities will come up. We might not be able to do everything together. So it's kind of just making sure that I keep things moving on my end as well. But if I, if we end up in a, I mean, I think the best thing would be for him and I to have a series together because it would just take everything that we've learned so far and we'd be able to synthesize it and i think we'd be able to do something really neat so th- i think that would be the that's the ultimate goal but however that comes about is how it comes about and and that would be like you guys as showrunners um you know with a 10 episode you know a season series type deal is that what you guys what you're thinking yeah something live action he's doing a lot of animation work um right now um i think if i mean we could do something animation too if it were script based um but yeah, definitely something that's long form. Yeah, ten episode, maybe a limited series. Nice, awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I think um, it, it's 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 because what I'm hearing is like you know you have your, your your work with Jordan and you guys you know are constantly creating and you know he's on a show right now. I think you mentioned right where he's like full full time at Nickelodeon or something. Uh, he's at Cartoon Network right now. Cartoon Network. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, basically, since he's got a, a full time gig currently, like you, you basically need to figure out your own thing too, because, like you said, you can't just wait around for him. Like you have to also like have your own options just in case he's not available to to collaborate with you, you know, for the next six months, two months, whatever. Uh, so I think that's smart that you're like working on your own thing and like trying to to pull out that thread, but like while also keeping the co co writing thing, you know, and teaming up of Jordan thread open too. So like you know what whatever you know direction you get pulled in, you're able to like just go off and and do that, you know. Yeah, and the kind of the way that we've done it in the past is that when one of us have had to have a full time gig because it happens, the other one tends to be in a different state, so we can. So the other person will be kind of pushing things along for our joint stuff. So 
right now, you know, it used to be maybe like a year and a half ago when I was full time working in the city. Um, Jordan was, I think, taking a lot of time off. So he was really writing a lot for our projects and pushing things along. Now it's, it's, it's swapped. So he's working full time. I'm down to three days a week. So I have a lot more time to dedicate to trying to, uh, generate and push ideas forward for us. And that's just kind of how it's, it seemed to go. So it's never quite, we're always one of us is always doing something to push things forward. But also now that you're in Los Angeles, I think it's going to get a lot easier to to make a lot more progress um, since you're in the same town that he's in for one. And then also because you're in the right town for like getting into a writer's room, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're both now we're both kind of firing on both on all cylinders. And, um, you know, and then it's, you know, he only lives, I mean, like 15 minute walk. I walk to his place all the time or he comes over here for dinner. And if we don't work, we just end up watching some dumb movies. So it's just nice to be able to hang out all the time again. Nice. That's awesome. I, I, I don't really want to bring it back to this, but I kind of do just cause I I'm curious. Like I have two more writing questions. Uh huh. Yeah. So you mentioned before about uh, reading and like you're only, um, outputting as much as the reading that you're in, you're taking in. What kind of stuff are you reading? Are you reading nonfiction fiction? Does it matter? Like just whatever you're interested in or. Yeah. I read, I, I tend to read like everything that interests me. So one of something that I schedule time for is going to the library and just rooting through books. Or if I find um, like something that's that's interesting to me, I'll make sure I I get it from the library. I'll order on Amazon. And so I just I keep books. I mean, you probably noticed when you were over here last week, but I just have books all over my place because you know I try to schedule time to explore my bookshelf. So I just sort of like put my phone away and then I just kind of run from book to book and see what's exciting me at the time. I read fiction and nonfiction. I've actually been reading a lot of books on writing lately, I think just where I'm at. So nonfiction, I read a lot of sci-fi, read a lot of political stuff. Um, I read, I don't know, Groucho Marx's autobiography was really cool. Oh, nice. You know, I, I kind of read everything, truthfully. And then... I don't know. This is probably not a fair question, but I kind of want to ask it anyways. Like, sure. Wh- what do you think it takes to really be a writer? Like, do you think like process is integral into like that statement of like, yes, I am a writer. That's what I do. Or is it just enough if you're writing that that's all that really matters? I don't know. I think it's how you define it for yourself. Um, and it depends on your goals. If you like, how to put it for me i really want writing and creativity to be like the central thing in my life above basically everything else to a point like i don't i i don't really think that writers should put their art quote unquote above like their family and friends and and all this stuff i I really don't but i also realize that you need to um say no to a lot of things to get certain things done so i don't know i think everyone needs to def- do a lot of like hard work on determining what they want from writing. I know for me that I'm just happier when I'm constantly in a process of creating and I have all of these different projects in different states and really kind of trying to live that creative life. So I just want to be, you know, now there's not really, it's and it's happened gradually over the years, but pretty much all of my time is spent towards developing ideas or 
trying to or being inspired or talking to people or I don't know, I was trying to stay in the flow of things. And that's that's really when I'm happiest. So I would say that I define myself as a writer, but um, you know, I guess it's up to everybody. Right, right, exactly. Interesting. And then like really quickly, I wanted to just talk about the show itself, the the podcast, you know. Um so I'm just curious, like why are were you interested in, in co hosting or doing this this guest co hosting thing in the first place? I was curious about well, I really like the podcast and I like how honest it is and that's something that draws me to it. But you know, it it kinda came at a good time. I thought it would be interesting to do a few episodes and just talk to you and other creative people and um that that's something I really enjoy and I and I think that you know, it's a good way to let other people, writers or indie filmmakers, know that to keep going. Like, I feel like so much of um, what we do is we're trying to trying to find ways to keep, stay inspired and keep going. And like, there's so much self doubt. There's so much criti- self criticism. You know that I do to myself. And I feel like you know it's good for people to see that like we all have that, and that we just need to keep going. And that's really the key to it. Like, I think the people who make it are the ones who keep going. And so I find it inspiring to talk to people who are keeping going. Um, Or if they come to a place where they're like, you know, I just don't want this anymore. Um, I want to make different decisions in my life. You know, that's cool, too. But I kind of just see the podcast as a a way to uh, really get, like, deep into that creative mindset. Um, So that's what drew me to it. I don't, truthfully, don't know if I have the time to do it permanently because I am in this process right now of trying to figure out what I really what's really the most important towards you know for my goals but I did know that I wanted to do a few episodes with you and thought it would be really fun yeah totally well I mean we've already done this is our second and we're gonna probably do two more I think is uh what uh what it sounds like um which is yeah, which is more than what like I was originally thinking for this trial period was to just do two with everybody and just see see who I sunk in with the most and who really enjoyed the process and really felt like the time commitment wasn't too um, life altering for them and that they could they could do it long term you know um, which you know sounds like you're not sure if you could do that but I hope like if you know this goes well that. Um, you would could still consider it potentially, you know, and, and working it in. Yeah, I definitely. But uh, the other question I had was like, do you have any like certain ambitions for the podcast or for yourself as a host? Like, do you see this going somewhere or is it just something, something that's fun and to do and like something that's, that's just creatively interesting to you? Well, I think if it's creatively interesting to me, hopefully it would be for other people. I mean, I haven't thought about long-term goals for the podcast, but I do think that it would be, it's a great, avenue to get some people from all you know i think there's this myth about hollywood that like you make it and then that's it and i definitely had this myth when i was younger like oh i'll make a first movie and then everything i'll just be set like i won't you know i'll just be set somehow like this magical thinking thing and that didn't happen i made my second movie and that didn't happen and i what i've come to find that you know over the years is that everybody is I want to say struggling to make their thing, but everybody has is going has the same internal doubts, criticisms of themselves, um, or I guess struggles to make their own thing. I mean, I know people who have like won Emmys who are not happy with their careers, 
And I really want to know why, you know, because I think, and I think the reason is just that we're all, we all, um, we all have our dream projects. We all have the things that we quote unquote wish we were doing. And I think it's a great opportunity to get some people on who have, who are in varying different levels of quote unquote success or who do it for different reasons and see exactly what those similarities are. And I think it will just help. I think those kinds of things help clarify people who are listening, uh, might help them clarify their goals or realize something about themselves that they, they hadn't before. So long-term, I don't really know my goals, but I'd say that like overall, I think that that's what's most interesting to me. Nice. Awesome. That's like kind of the thesis of the show. I think in general, you know, it's just like having a place where people can hear about the struggles of, uh, of making films of writing films or, or shows or whatever, you know, and just like to, to have a place where people can, um, you know, just understand that they're not alone in this, you know, in whatever they're going through and trying to make their own movies. Like this is just something that's shared amongst the whole community um, in some way or another, you know? Yeah. Uh, And then also, I mean, when we first did it, it was kind of like about trying to chronicle Timothy and I's, uh, you know, journey to making our first features. That was sort of like another part of the whole show. And, you know, him leaving the show is kind of like, I think him accepting that, you know, Right now, at least, he's not on any path to make a feature, so he doesn't feel like he can really... There's nothing to chronicle, <laughs> you know, for him. Yeah. But for me, I'm, like, getting really close, you know? Like, I'm... I I'm, I'm, think I'm going to be shooting next year, almost certainly, one way or another, you know? Uh, so, so I felt like there's no way I could stop doing this now when it's so close to... To actually happening, you know, and then also I just love the show and I love having these conversations and I feel like, you know, we've probably had like, what, I don't know, probably a hundred guests on the show, I would say roughly, um, maybe, maybe a little bit more. And then, you know, but I, I feel like we've only scratched the surface of the types of people that we could talk to, you know, um, of all the filmmakers out there. Like, you know, there's, there's definitely more successful people we could talk to. There's definitely more unknown people that we can talk to who I think are going to bring a lot to the table. So yeah, I'm just really excited to keep this going. Like, I feel like there's an endless like well of conversations to be had about this and um, you know, and and I love learning, you know, and I feel like there's so much more to learn. There's, there's no, there's no way that I could give the, up this opportunity to, to talk to my peers and, you know, people I look up to, to, to grow as a filmmaker. It's like, Gosh, what what a great opportunity, you know. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that you're you're keeping it going. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, you know, the the people that you're going to bring onto the show, like they're they're like, you know, obviously people I haven't talked to and, you know, people that you know from your network and your world and uh I feel like it's already going to add a lot to the show to have these different voices on, um, you know, talking from different perspectives, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited and I'm really glad that you're, you're willing to do this with me, man. It's, it's, it's been fun so far. Yeah. Thanks. I, I've been having fun too. And, um, you know, see how it goes. And if, you know, there's a chance, even if it can't do like a permanent co-host or, you know, I don't really don't know, but it, like the way it'll go. But even if we can't do that, it would be cool to like bring on, you know, get, get different people for you to come on and, and, um, talk. Cause there's a lot of really, really cool people out here who are, who are doing just awesome things. Yeah, totally. I mean, Hey man, like, I don't, I don't know like what the heck the future of the podcast, uh, holds, but 
I mean, if it was like every month or, you know, every other month, like, you know, you came on and, and guest hosted an episode and brought in a new guest to talk to. I mean, geez, that'd be so much fun, you know, and I think it would keep things really fresh to like have, you know, yeah. an Andrew Schrader like segment or episode or something, you know, where, oh, today Andrew's bringing in writer, director, blah, 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 that, you know, from from this show or whatever, and we're going to talk to them. And it's just like a different I mean, I don't know if that's going to be something that's going to work at, that'll work out, you know, but, uh, but I can see that being a really fun thing, you know, that we could do potentially. That does sound fun. I mean, just even that, that sounds great too. We'll see. I mean, I'm in this totally like, I don't know what the fuck's going on stage of the podcast right now. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting a little early. Like we were, we're recording this months before this is airing, but um, I'm just really trying to figure things out. And maybe by November or December, I'll have a more of a clear idea. But I don't know. I could also see this going on for months of just trying to figure it out as uh, as I talk to new people. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I guess it just kind of depends on, on fate and how things work out in, in a lot of ways, you know. But yeah, but, but again, thanks for all this stuff, man. And did you want to take us out? Do you have any last comments you want to add? before we end the show oh me uh no i don't think so just (laughs) thanks for thanks for um having me on yeah man yeah totally all right your first outro do it oh okay well thanks for listening uh check out our website uh makingmoviesishard.com where you can find links to the things we talked about on this episode if you want to get in contact with us send an email to podcast at makingmoviesishard.com or find us on twitter and facebook at M-M-I-H podcast. And please, if you like the show, tell a friend. Help us get the word out uh, by leaving a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. And uh, thank you, Ulrich, for having me. Yeah, of course, man. And um, so back in the day, we used to give our personal um, Twitters and Facebook information out. But we stopped doing that just because we felt like people knew who we were by then. But do you have a Twitter or Instagram or something that that people can look up for you where they can find more about your work and what you do? Yeah, you can go to andrewjschrader.com. And if you go into the free section of my website, there at the top it says free book. You can, uh, if you sign up for my newsletter, you get a free Kindle version of my uh, copy of my first book, What Goes On in the Walls at Night. Uh, it's an Amazon bestseller in the free section and still doing well. So you can uh, get a book for free. Come to my website. It's uh, andrewjschrader.com. Nice. I'll testify. I won the contest randomly um, when you first released your first book. That's right, you did. And you sent me a, a paperback version of it, and I've been reading it. And uh, gosh, it's like there's some really awesome short stories in there. And uh, if anyone likes Black Mirror or Twilight Zone or that kind of brand of um, you know fiction or like horror, mystery, science fiction type stuff, uh, you'll you'll love this book because it's it's right up right up that you know right up that alley for sure. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week.